All right, we're doing this right now. Hell yeah. You hear that theremin? We're doing it. Guys, uh, this is the uh, Comics Table podcast. The Comics Table. I'm uh, Tristan Smith. I'm Patrick Holbert. And, um, yeah, we're, um, we're, we're, we're two comedians starting up a, uh, a podcast. It's, it's a revolutionary idea. Yeah, it's so revolutionary that uh, I think we're, we're, we're the first pair of comics to do it. So you're welcome. Uh, we're going to do other things that no other comics have ever done. We're thinking about starting uh, a comedy show in a bar that's not like a comedy venue. Like maybe we'll start a show at a place that's not normally where comedy would happen. You know, like that's nobody's done that. No. Or, uh, you know, any of this thing. I can't turn this thing all the way down. I'm just going to stop it. A hard stop. It's bad. I'm a terrible mixer right there. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Let's just talk about doing this podcast because um, uh, I like to kind of start things meta. And uh, frankly, I do think – I mean, this is fun, but I do think it's ridiculous uh, in a way too because, uh, you know, everybody does a podcast. Yeah. You know, though, it's good for so many different things. You know, uh, it's good for filling up hard drive space. It's good for that, yeah. Like on, on many levels, like servers at right. the Apple – iTunes level and I, also on your laptop at home like you're just wasting space right, right. and I think we have the soothing enough voices that people can use it in the background when they're falling asleep yeah. or if they're doing work and they want to have something on where they pay no attention to it whatsoever do you think our voices are different enough um, I, think, I think so yeah right yeah. you're I think you're a little more soothing than I'm, I am I'm nasally I have a nasally voice it's a it's a good it's a good voice though you like it's it voice. I like it I like it's, yours too I think we should make out right now. I think that's going to happen. Let's take a break. Put on that music again. And uh, <laughs> yeah. let's go for it. Oh, uh, man. And No, here. Sincerely, I think it's good that you and I are making a podcast. Yeah. And I mean that. In my apartment, which I'm going to just call like Allergen Studios because it, it's just full of cat hair. Dude, I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now. That's not affecting me. I'm sitting upright on an ottoman and nothing is on my body is touching anything else. I have my butt on the stool right. and my boots on the floor. Otherwise, I'm I'm isolated from any allergens. But you're you're like you're sitting on on this like that very thick blanket right there that is that made the, of cat hair. Yeah, the cats just like love chilling on that. And I say cats plural because I'm a fucking creep with more than one cat because that, that doesn't make you a creep. It, it does feel like it. It makes me feel like a creep because I feel like a person should have one cat at best, but. Now all the adoption places are like trying to offload all their extra cats. So they're like, if if you get a cat under one years old, then you have to get two of them. That's like uh, like the Chinese uh, birth rule. Like when they were limiting how many it's children the opposite you could of have. That, yeah. Right, you have to have multiple. Everyone has to be a cat lady now if they want to have yeah. cats. That's the deal. Well, I like it here. I think we're off to an amazing start on this podcast because this can be home. This this is your home. You live here, but this it could is. also be the home. Of the comics table. That's right. The comics table. Uh, explain for people that might not know what a comics table is when somebody says, oh, they're over at the comics table. Well, so the, 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 well, so you got to, there's different versions of it, I think, because if you're talking about like a, like, like the comedy cellar, which is like the players club of comedy clubs in New York City, the comics table is like, is like the holy grail. I mean, that's where all these these fucking famous, awesome, amazing comics go and sit and shoot shit, shoot the shit, yeah. shoot shit. They shoot shit with their twenty-two rifles. They do. They do and target they just, practice. They with just lumps. talk about whatever. 
Um, no, they yeah, they shoot the shit, and it's like the the most elite comedians in the world. Right now, I'm far from saying that's our deal whatsoever. And in fact, in this in the spirit of um, this podcast, like the fact of the matter is, right now at this level, we do comedy and this podcast to just put it out in the world in hopes that somebody will give a shit about it. Yeah, which most likely they won't at first. Like, I love pretending to have an audience when there's clearly going to be no audience for this my brother's going to listen to this uh, he will he, he yeah. listens to everything i do uh, this is just for patrick's brother and then. he always gives me really good feedback that's like good. i i love i love his he's got a very discerning ear and eye and taste level and dick yes yeah very discerning dick he's yeah. got that <laughs> that's what is uh you know that's what he, we were proud of that with him growing up he's like you know patrick is the silly one and then pj has the discerning dick the discerning dick yeah yeah um, we, we also, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing with this yet. Like I started off with this nice, uh, song by Javelin called Wa We Are We. I think that's how you pronounce it. I really like but, that song, but it, I like it too. But w- there, we have absolutely zero rights to use it at all. I don't think they're going to hear this. I don't think knows? any of their fans. No, nobody's going to hear it, but it's yeah. just, you know, it's totally, but, totally. We're going to start. We're starting it off illegally. Yes. I guess. Although, well, it's going to be too bad when. Well, if it this, falls under, does it fall under fair use if you use something and you're not, not selling making money? You're not making money off of it. The problem is you're distributing it globally. Yeah. I mean, this is a global podcast. Okay. If it goes on the internet. Anybody in any country except North Korea can hear it. So mm-hmm. I think it's the number of people that can potentially hear that song. Yeah. Uh, but it will be too bad when this takes off. We have to replace it. Yes, it will be. But until then, just going to ride that ride, man. Yeah. And uh, oh, also another thing about the comics table, I think if when you're be, until you're like when you're not one of the most elite comics in the world, I think the comics table for us is probably going out to a diner, you know, eating a grilled yeah. cheese and fries, talking about kind of the set that you did today or how s- some other comic is a, a piece of shit. Yeah. Or or you love another comic or whatever. Or, you know, just, pol- you know, politics or, you know, yeah, so genital it, rashes, any, anything like that. Right. It turns into a bull session. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a group of comics at a table. There's something special that happens. Uh, I, I'm realizing I see a lot of guys after mics. And when I say guys, I mean people, comedians, after performing on open mics. Uh, BSing about specific bits they're working on. I I wish I for some reason I don't feel brave enough to uh, talk sp- about specific bits and get specific feedback. I guess sometimes you and I do that. Yeah, I don't always feel interested enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't want to learn about some. Like, what, you're 22 years old and you talk about your dick. What's your process? <laughs> What's your process to do that? Well, no, like, I'll overhear somebody saying, like, yeah, yeah I tried this new tag on that. And it worked better. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I should be using this time like that. That yeah. seems very productive to me to mm-hmm. be, like, kind of uh, checking in on stuff like that with other comedians. I wish I wish I did more of that. But instead, when we go to the diner after our open mic, I end up... I mean, I, I like spending time with everyone, but I, I never... I'm not really crossing items off my list. You know, we're not doing our open mic today, which actually makes this a legitimate comics table because normally we'd be doing this open mic and then we would go and hang out at the diner and talk. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was canceled today, which was really the only reason why we would ever do, start doing this in the first place. I right. Think. Well, just for context, uh, Tristan and I, you and I, we uh, we host an open mic every single Thursday 
at 545 at the Stan Comedy Club, which is, in my opinion, the, the best comedy club in New York City. Uh, and I'm going to contradict you there for a second. I, I Sure. I mean, may, I, I'm a fanboy, I guess, but in my opinion, uh, I think... I think oh, the, the seller is the best. Yeah, the seller. obviously, but but I do think that the stand approaches that level of intimacy, yeah. and and you can perform, you can perform there if you're at kind of a like not a superstar level. Yeah, I guess that's why I'm thinking of the stand because it feels accessible. Uh, anyway, I guess I just wanted to spell out for anybody who might be listening how Tristan and I know each other. We've been how long did, have we been hosting that together? Coming up on two years, I think. Is it? Oh, has it been that long? I, I think believe because it. I think it was the summer, late summer, of of two years ago, that we started hosting that together. You were hosting it with Ian Lara, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and then I took his his spot. Who, like, by the time anybody would actually even hear this, he might be like a real famous comedian. You never know. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, but yeah, every every Thursday, you and I host this mic, and it's got a great like group of comics who are regulars, and we love it there. And every week, we talk about, hey, we should record a podcast. And I think it's going on three months of us saying every week, yeah, let's try to get together and do this. So what it took is like everything in my life, though, man. Yeah. Every everything I ever try is like, let's do this, and it's like when you have to c- collaborate with somebody else, it's like, whoa, Nelly. Does that say anything about you as a person? I think it says something about myself. Yeah, I'm sure it does say something about me as a person, but also the company that I keep because a lot of times it's not specifically me. It's like it's me in combination with other people. Yeah, you know what I really like is this concept of. Uh, showing up for your first commitment, and I'm saying the words first commitment in air quotes. Mm-hmm. I learned this concept uh, in in uh, in the program of, of recovery that I have to go to. Uh, I don't know if you're a person like me where I make too many plans or I want to be two places at once all the time. And this was a big problem for me in my 20s where people would be like, hey, we're going to go hang out at this place. Uh, come meet us there. And then you know, the day of some girl or some other thing would come up and I'd be like, wait, is that going to be a better party than that first thing? And I would go into this tailspin in my head of like, how can I do both or guilt trip over ditching one for the other or whatever, or saying no to the second person. Uh, Point is that uh, it's just always easier to me to just default to whatever your first commitment was. So today when our... That's probably the most honorable thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but sometimes I'm always doing the math of like, what am I going to get more out of? Like, which thing is going to get me more points in the world or whatever? Uh, yeah, but at least you're thinking about it because I, I think uh, sometimes I will do something. I mean, a lot of times it's not about like what's better or whatever, but it's just like, oh, I want to do both things. But instead of really thinking about it and being like, can I actually do both things? I'm like, no, I'm going to do both things. Yeah. And then. And then, lo and behold, I kind of half-ass both of them, or they collide, you right. know, whatever. Right. So, what I liked about today, when our our mic got canceled, uh, I was like, I, I went into a bit of a tailspin trying to figure out which other open mic I should go to, and I thought I had decided on one. And then you texted me, you're like, "Hey, let's do the podcast," and I was like, "That is perfect to get that text from you because that feels like a first commitment. It's like." okay, I might not be hosting an open mic with Tristan, but I'm going to get together with Tristan at this time because this is when I see you every week. And it felt, it was actually a relief to just that be the the option, you know? 
I'm glad we were able to do it, man. Yeah. Um, What's going on? You're looking in a cable box over there. You know that I to plug something. So in? I have like an iPad where I can play shit from, and I'm like, I should power it, but uh, I'm just gonna let it do its thing, I guess. How many? How many percents are? Sixty-one percent. You got gonna, plenty. Don't I got worry. plenty of time. Stay in the moment. Me and I you, know. right okay. here. We're, look, <laughs> I'm like, should we mind meld? By the way, I am fucking distracted like all the time. Like this is this has become my devices. life now because of devices. Yeah. I I used to be a lot more focused and. And now I just find I can't like, you know, I'm legitimately every few months I start thinking time to just go back to a flip phone. I actually I know like at least two people that have yeah. done that. Matthew Hardy does that. He's, yeah. He's a regular at our open mic. And yeah. And I think I think everybody I've talked to that's done that are like, you know what? I don't I don't really miss it that much. Yeah. You know, like if if I want to if I want to, you know, look at. The internet, then I use a computer, and yeah. if I, you know, use my phone for phone calls and text messages only. Yeah. When I sit down to write, when I make the time to sit down and write comedy or rewrite comedy or whatever, I'm doing it mostly in notebooks now because I can't, if I'm at the computer, I just, it's too easy to go to other tabs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> our open mic is the is a great open mic. It is. I th- it, it, I'm going to say this without trepidation. I think it's the best open mic in the city. I mean, I haven't been to all the open mics, but I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go out there and preemptively say that because we have really great comics. It's at the Stand, which is a great comedy club, and uh, and I think that we have a good good chemistry there. Yeah, um, we're kind of the we're the mom and mom and dad of the of the open mic. Yeah, how would you? How would? Well, how have you heard some of our regulars describe you on stage? A creep or an asshole? Probably. <laughs> it's kind of. I think there. I think there's like a character that I've. That, I mean, look, when you're on stage, like ultimately you're doing a character. And the idea, I think, in my mind is that the character that you're doing as you develop as a comedian is is as close to yourself as possible. Yeah. Because I think when you're performing, you, you know, you, you, ha, you, I don't think you can truly be like 100% yourself. No. I think you're trying to approach that as close as you can. It's close to the bone of that. And I think when I'm up on stage and I'm especially when I'm hosting – and maybe this is a weakness on my part. Like maybe maybe there's a way that I could do it better. But I really like just saying the. I have a lot of shitty, mean things in my in my head. Probably like a lot of people do, and it's so um, cathartic to just s- s- kind of say it in a joking way. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm I'm not serious about any of it, but to just kind of like put it out there in the world and just let it fall where it may. It feels. Great, and I ha- makes me kind of this uh, character that's a more of kind of an assholey version of myself. But yeah. I think, but I've gotten a lot of accolades from. I got people. I, I think I get a lot of people that they really enjoy that. You know, yeah, because I'm, I think part of what you do is name the thing that everyone's thinking. Because that that room, I don't think there's anybody in there that's been doing comedy more than four years. Maybe some of our no. more senior people are like Steve Leventhal. I think has been doing it a long time. Yeah, Danny Del Coley. Some of those guys have been around a lot of open mics for more than four years, probably. Yeah. And by the uh, way, if we get if we get actual listeners, they're gonna have like no idea about any of the people that we're talking about. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. It's more for your reference. But like, I think like it's funny. Like, I remember you were going through a phase where you were opening the show by saying something along the lines of, uh, "You know, hey everybody, welcome to the show where nobody here is ever gonna make it." Yeah. <laughs> Like, because. if you think of the stats, I mean, what what are the chances, really, of any of us making it? And, uh, you know, that uh, 
I think there are comics that resent resent it when you say that, but, but I that's think that's the fucking reality. Um, so, I know, well, totally. <laughs> but also, I think there's something so funny about you naming something that a fear. You're you're naming a fear right. that everyone in the room has, right? And 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 if we're being realistic, like like most of the people in that room are not. If if any of us are not going to make it, we all want to <laughs> so desperately. Yeah, we all really want to be able to put our voices out there in the world and have it heard and have people enjoy it. And be able to do this for a living. But the fact of the matter is, is that's not going to happen for most, if not all of the people that are in that room. Can you remember any of your, uh, and I feel like this is like, okay to talk about publicly. Because first of all, A, nobody will know who this guy is. And B, he's a really good sport. Uh, John Fox. Yeah. Uh, you're you're very hard on him on the mic. So so usually an open mic host just brings up comics. Uh, lots of times just shouting them by name from off stage to just run through a cattle call of comics, yeah, which uh, is no fun. It's terrible. Those are the worst open mics. But you and I, we really MC the show like a proper show. Yeah. And uh, so we'll come up and we'll introduce comics, and then we'll a lot of times we'll riff on something they said, and then we'll bring up the next comic. Uh, and and uh, I do that in a very well. We we can talk about me and my style later, but it's rare that an open mic host or a comedy MC, a comedy show MC, would disparage a comic. Uh, but you straight up roast people sometimes, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I, don't know if it's I mean, great. people love it, and it's be- become a thing where people expect it. You right. know, at that at that. I know, like when I don't do it, people are like, "Oh, like you know, where do you? Uh, what pills are you taking today?" That you're, yeah. Can you re- recall any of the ones you said about John Fox recently? Cause they well, were- I just um, – the only thing I said was he, he started off on some weird tangent and he's like, all right, time to get to the jokes now and then continue to go on weird tangents. <laughs> so when I got up there, I was like, man, you said your time to get to the jokes, but you never did, man. Right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I don't know. Some people could be like, oh, that's all mean. But like that's kind of the reality of what he did and, and – um, and look, I do it with love because I love all these comedians. Um, and I wouldn't, and I don't think I would tease anybody that I thought couldn't take it. Right. You know, I think, um, I think John is like one of these guys that he's very young. So he's yeah. got a lot of, uh, you know, potential to grow. And he's got a lot of, and also it's like a lot of the subject matter he's doing is like stuff that for somebody that's really young, like, um, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of people that when they're starting out, they're they're like eighteen and nineteen, which I'm so envious of anybody yeah. who's who's starting comedy that young, because you have so much better opportunities, I think, to really grow as a comic. And so they start out that young, and they're talking about like their dick, and they're talking off about like uh, sports teams or college or you know like my classes or all those other kinds of things. And um, and it's you know i mean from my perspective i i see it and i giggle a little bit because it's 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 kind of inane uh inconsequential stuff but yeah. but i mean that's the point is like you get up there and you talk about those things but i think it's fun to actually call out like all right this is what you're talking about you know it's uh, pretty pretty silly pretty silly stuff yeah. you know um yeah and i think with him, also the other thing with john is like i tease him but like he just called me out for the comedy fight club which uh for people that are not going to know um comedy fight club is is like a uh happens every sunday at lovecraft bar we're going to give free shout outs to people because no one's going to hear it to actually you know but uh yeah at lovecraft bar and it's it's so i mean as a comic it's so fun because you go down in this basement (laughs) as we do with all things in comedy but in this case it's it's comedians going head to head and just roasting the shit out of each other 
And it's so funny and it's so um, and it's sometimes really dark and really fucked up, but I love it. And um, so he called me up to do this. And the thing is with Comedy Fight Club is I get nervous. Like I don't get nervous doing a regular shows a lot of the time. But with that, I get like handshakingly nervous because it's like you're going up in front of all your peers. And it's I feel like it's on me to be like really good at roasting somebody since I do it. Yeah, all the time anyway, and it's also a cont. It's a it's a joke writing contest. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly like who what can it is. Be meanest. Yeah, it's like who well, can it's write both. the t- I think yeah, you want to be mean. I mean, you're meanest through writing the best jokes, the most like yeah, the most neatly, the most devastatingly tightly yeah. written jokes. Right, and so I went up against him. He called me out. He specifically called me out, and and I went up against him. And you know, he kind of. He did his stuff and he did a he did his a fine job, but he kind of was choking at certain points. And I'm like, dude, you called me out, you know, like and um, anyway, it was just like uh, it, it, like you. And, and actually, that kind of builds rapport to have an experience like Fight oh, Club yeah. together. You can you can rip him so. a little harder I feel, at the open mic. I feel like when you go up against somebody like that and you guys try to hit each other with the lowest blows possible afterwards you're like this my man over here yeah. you know i went up yeah. against tom mcgrath i didn't even really know him that well i mean we had met but we hadn't really like hung out or anything and um and i had to like i had to research his life so i could say mean things about him and um and we had a really good battle where i won the first round he won the second round we tied for overtime and we went to double overtime where he fucking played it like a champ and came out on top and, um, you know, I respected the way he played it. And I also just, it was, it was just fun going up against someone like that. And, and now, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I suddenly know him, this guy like better. Yeah. You know, you went to war together. Right. You're like old Nam. Yeah. Pals. Even though we were, get, we were going against each other, he was Charlie and, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you know, now, now, or maybe I was, I don't know, but you know, I good. still haven't gone to a fight club. I was there this past Sunday night. Uh, leaving another open mic before it. You should go. And even the camaraderie out in front of the joint, just on the street before it started, oh, yeah. it was really cool. And uh, if you haven't been, you should go. If yeah. you, you know, I gotta go. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to battle, but I well, gotta go. Speaking of battle, least. let's talk about. Let's talk. We talked a little bit about my approach. Let's talk about you because. So you're kind of like the, you know, matronly figure of 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 our open mic. And in general, you are this really. I'm, how do you perceive? You ask me like how, how comics tell me they perceive what I do. How do you? Well, you know what's funny? Just two nights ago, uh, where was I? I had I did a couple. Man, I'm I'm going blank a lot these days. I don't know why I'm losing. Anyway, I forget who these conversations were, but it was like two or three different conversations where, where people said to me. You're like so nice. You're like the nicest comic in New York City. I mean, you are. I, I know, but I hate the word nice because that's it's a problem. It's a problem if the first thing people think of is, oh, he's a really nice You'd guy. You'd rather have the asshole rap like I got? No, I'd rather be like he's a really funny guy, you know. But you are funny, but yeah, I, I don't know. Let me let me uh, let me let me explain Patrick right now. Patrick is a guy who knows everybody's name. He remembers when the last time you saw each other. He, he, this is like a guy that's like, how's the wife and kids? Because he remembers all the information about you. He remembers exactly how old little Johnny is. Like you have all that information like locked away in your head. And you and you address people in a very nice way. And when you get up there and you're uh, and you're kind of like on the mic, I mean, I think you go out of your way to be uh, really nice to people. Yeah. You know what it is? And. and- 
Well, I do think I really truly do want to connect with people. And I think, you know, you get more bees with honey than with whatever the expression is. Uh, it is about connecting and it is about, I just, I like to be nice to people, but there is also an under, under, uh, uh, uh what is that word? Uh, ulterior motive, uh, yeah. which is, I, I want to win people over. But, but I think uh, everything we do is an ulterior motive. I mean, comic in its comedy in itself is almost an ulterior motive. Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I, the first thing I want to talk about is like all the reasons why what I'm doing is actually manipulation, but that, that's on, that's not totally true. I think of course there is, and yeah, as a comic, you are trying to manipulate the emotional state of others, you know? Uh, so I think there's, there is a component of that, but it's just, I don't know. I, I like, I like, I like, uh, I like being liked also is another I'm, thing. You know, do you think there are any? Do you think there are people out there that really like being despised? Maybe there's got to be. Yeah, but, there's a rush to that. But I think there's because, a there is a rush to it. But I think I think most people would. You know, I think especially in comedy, like I I I get a feeling, and this is a generalization, but I got a feeling that most people that are in comedy want to be liked. They want to be um seen seen in a way that. Yeah, of reverence or that, that people are enjoying acclaim. it. Or, acclaim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> uh, I, and you know, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Also, I think I, so like three years, three, I guess going on three and a half years ago, I tried to do some comedy again after not having done it since college. And uh, I just was, was never welcomed. I went to seven open mics. I was welcomed at a few. Like uh, I had a couple buddies bring me to some mics, uh, but other than those those few guys who were like really nice to me about bringing me and telling me which mics to check out, and they just didn't they they their mics where they were like hooked in like and they knew people weren't particularly friendly to new comics. So I guess I just treat people the way I wish I was treated back then. Well, I think that's that's the way to go. And look, I try to do that. Like when I'm off stage, I mean, I, I do my best to yeah, be a yeah. nice, friendly person. And even on stage, you know, it depends. But but I think I I think it's fun to give people a little ribbing. And honestly, I feel like like modern day comedians, like people that are coming up now, there's a lot of thin skinned people in the comedy community. And there's a lot of people that um, are super duper PC and are super duper um, sensitive and and afraid to go there and to push things and whatever else. And I'm not saying like the mic is like the place to do that necessarily, but maybe it is too, because it's like, that's, that's your training ground. That's your, um, that's your practice space. You know, that's your scribble pad. You should be able to kind of do all of those things. And I think people should do those things. And, um, and so, you know, I don't know, I'll throw myself on the altar of, inappropriateness yeah and also you know you're like you said it's a it's more of a character than like it is right and but i think there's an intention there to do it you know yeah you know who i think is the best of both worlds is a really funny comedian called um jonathan mcbride yeah yeah and and he has a way where when he's hosting he will talk to somebody he'll be like man you are you're a really great fantastic person i ah i love what you're doing i i envy these things about you and you're you're really super cool and also a piece of shit, total piece of shit, and you suck. <laughs> yeah. But I love you. I love yeah. you, and you're great, and you're much better than I am, but you suck. You know, like, yeah. And he'll kind of go back and forth between where he'll 
he'll he'll give them a real big burning, but he'll he'll put it right in between this nice complimentary sandwich. And um he'll, I I think he does it just impeccably. Yeah. That's the combination. That's that's the combination of us. Yeah, and also you know, being the alpha as a as an MC, it's like you want to you want to be kind and friendly to everyone, but once an audience member or a comic who's waiting to go up starts heckling or interrupting or whatever, you have to assert yourself as the alpha, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen Jonathan do that very well. Just get to the art of it, man. Yeah, man. Should we talk about any like? Um, should we talk about like larger world issues? Sure. Like like. Like right now, I one of the biggest thing on my mind, and something is 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 like what's going on in politics. But I and and I also I'm like maybe we should talk about politics so we can completely alienate like a certain portion of people that are listening because I yeah. feel like whenever you start talking about it, the moment that you're like, um, <laughs> you could just say like, well, you know, uh, I like uh, I like healthcare for everyone, and then and then somebody be like, oh my god, this liberal horrible podcast yeah, everything yeah. these people say is horribly left i'll not listen to it anymore and then you could be like ah oh, you know i, I kind of feel like uh, government shouldn't be involved in anything oh this right-winged these right-winged bastards i uh get get the hell out yeah. of here so um i don't know it's it's a polar it's always so polarizing i mean yeah like we our listenership is hovering around ten thousand people right now we're, we're getting <laughs> in my, we're in getting my mind so many listens in my mind yeah that uh yeah we could be we could alienate a large chunk of well that. no because if we have like your brother like we might alienate him as our only listener <laughs> right and then we got nothing right. you know what right I mean? we got nothing after that uh I, well what what specifically are you thinking about what's what's going on that you want to process well i i so i don't talk about politics on stage because i think it's so polarizing yeah and i think it's done so much or at least it was in the past i don't actually hear a lot of political jokes nowadays um but but it's 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 something that's been done a lot and it's something that's very polarizing and so especially like in the like less than 5 years group of comedians like i don't hear any like very rarely do I hear political jokes or if I do, they're like a quick, like 15 minute snippet and it's over. But like the fact of the matter is we're living in this world right now where we have fucking Hillary Clinton versus uh, Donald Trump. I mean, that's like if you were writing a dystopian future novel from like from like 15 years ago, like that's like maybe something you could come up with. Yeah. And like it's a reality and it's uh, it's such a fucking horrible, horrible choice. It's totally they're, bizarre. They're both awful. Um, well, in my Trump, opinion, Trump I've just, knows how to win people over. You know, he he he's an exciting person to watch speak. Do you know what I love? I love watching the scramble of people trying to like. So so if you're like uh, like most of my like on my my mom and my dad and some other people like that are my family are very um, they're very like right wing, very conservative. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, but then I have other people, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I'm definitely, I'm going to say I'm like a more of like a, like a left wing liberal person. Um, I'm probably fiscally conservative, but like, well, I'm done listening to this podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm done participating I'm in this, this. I'll see you later. This Bye. agenda. I'm walking out the door. <laughs> um, but like when I talk to my parents, it's, it's, it's like, or I talk to other people that are like very, um, you know, more conservative oriented and they really want to vote for that Republican candidate, whoever it is. But like so many of those people were just like, Donald Trump is the worst. Like I want to, I'm going to vote for conservative, but, um, but, but they're absolutely will not vote for Hillary under any circumstances. And I don't blame them at all. 
but it, but then it's interesting trying to see like now they're trying to justify how how it's okay for them to vote for Donald Trump, right. even though he's the fucking worst. Um, in the same way, you see the same thing happening for people on the left that you know they 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 don't like Hillary like they they would have maybe preferred Bernie Sanders or or somebody else. And, and and they have to justify why she's like a really good choice now. Well, life is compromises, and sometimes we These have to... These are the worst compromises. Sometimes we have compromise. to compromise with ourselves. You right. know? Sometimes we have to say, you know, I I don't like that Trump's racist, but he seems like a good businessman, you know? <laughs> or like, I just think like all those justifications. He seems, I mean, I don't know if he's an actual good businessman. He could be a horrible businessman, but I don't know anything about business. And I just know. Yeah. He's a strong leader. He's a st- I mean, I don't know if he's actually led anybody, but maybe, you know. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Uh, and honestly, I, the only reason I am, am I'm open to having this conversation is that <laughs> I'm hoping you could teach me something because I, like oh, man. I am so person. willfully ignorant of like where I should stand on a lot of issues. Yeah, you know what happens is the more I learn, the more depressed I get. Yeah. Like I get actively depressed about what's happening in the world. Yeah. And the and I read these stories and it just makes me fucking sad. And there's nothing I can do about it really. And and or it's about something that's happening in another part of the world or another part of the country, yeah. Where it doesn't actually directly affect me. Well, that's the thing. It just we, makes me sad. We are we're we're uh, we're white guys who don't have a lot of uh, adversity at nope. the moment. No, uh, at I, the I moment. Mean, I, I mean, make we're gonna pay. We're gonna pay. Yeah, but. I don't want to make assumptions about your life, but like I've had it pretty easy in general. Uh, you know, I didn't grow up wealthy at all or anything like that, but like things have always come easily for me. So <laughs> politics <laughs> were just never like uh, a thing that I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to maneuver through this because, you know, it's like, and and I'm I'm admitting, I'm saying this out loud to admit it, that as a comedian, it's my fucking job to like, have feelings about this stuff, yeah. you know, and interesting uh, angles on it. Um, but the truth is, anytime I start looking into writing about that kind of stuff, I'm like, yeah, but this won't fit in my act in five years or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm always, like, kind of selfishly thinking about what is worth putting energy into creatively, you know? Well, I think you start off, you talk about yourself, right? You talk about your own self-experiences because as soon as you start going out into topics that are more global. I mean, you can talk about yourself in a way that's relatable to any person, right? But the moment that you um, start talking about like larger issues outside of yourself, I mean, you for me, the, the dangers are you risk treading on well-worn ground. Things have been talked about over and over and over again and probably done better. Yeah. You risk, um, you know, st- saying jokes that are really similar or very much the same as some other comedian out there that's much more famous and, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's always something. And then you also just run into the issue of like, you know, when you're talking about yourself, you have complete ownership and complete clarity and complete um, uh, people c- can trust exactly what you're saying like a hundred percent because it's about you. It's like, of course, you know you, but the moment you start talking about politics or you start talking about like social issues people are like well what the fuck do you know like you're just some guy up there yeah yeah so i don't know man uh 
Hillary, Trump. It's like either way, I'm like going to be an okay white guy, you know? Are you going to vote? Uh, of course. Of course. No. I don't know I, that I don't, I don't know that I really vote. Really? Well, cause here's the thing. Like, um, I hate both of them. I don't really want to vote for either. either of but them. I do think there's a compassionate candidate, like a compassionate outcome, not necessarily specifically. Well, also we live in New York, candidates. right? So, you know, it's going to go democratic no yeah, matter yeah, what. Yeah. Well, well, if, it's gone. It's if, definitely going to in New if, York city. If, holy, if a holy whole bunch job. of people like you keep that opinion, you know, or then, then or it'll still know, go Democrat. We also we don't know if is it is isn't there a possibility that someone will run as an independent and could really um, Ralph Nader the situation? You again? know what? Let's let's start a writing campaign for you, Patrick. I think you'd be very presidential. <laughs> just be not. Ni- I'll just be nice to everyone. Yeah, I mean you're already doing it, man. You've yeah. got the hair for it. Well, by the way, Patrick has got the most beautiful ginger quaff you have ever seen well my quaff isn't that ginger my beard is is red we well have the it's, same beard it's the same beard but but i and i used to be we're both gingers you're just losing your hairline i wouldn't call myself a ginger excuse me patrick you, you <laughs> i thought i was thinking that i said that <laughs> uh, no i am it's like it's it's such a gradual it process suits though you. it suits you it suits me yeah yeah like i like your i like your face and your head thanks a lot. buddy you, you, it works well for you you gotta Patrick's got a much better face. We've, we've literally got people at the the mic that are like hitting on you, like as part of their set. And then, and then, and then, uh, just being fearful of you and what you might say about them, right. After theirs, exactly as they should be. That's see, that's that's how we keep law and order right there. We play, we basically do a good cop, bad cop, mic. Yeah, they never know what they're gonna get. I found some royalty free music. What'd you get? Um, you're gonna recognize it. Because it's used on a popular TV show, but it, it is all royalty free. Um, although it's going to play an ad first, which oh, that's the worst. Don't you, that's the one thing I hate about uh, YouTube. Uh, but you know, it's it's an this is an un, not royalty free ad. It's just here we go. Tell me if you recognize this coming up. Oh man, this is quality right here. Uh, Always Sunny. That's right. And you know, I don't watch that show. It's very, I mean, I enjoy it. I think it's a very funny show. My lady watches it a ton. And my lady's biggest uh, uh, criticism of me and how I consume entertainment is she hates that I'm a comedian that doesn't like comedy shows. And it's not true that I don't like them. I just don't watch a lot of them. Um, I don't know if that'll make you more original or more ignorant of funny things that you could talk about or uh, yeah i don't know well that the truth is that i'm so self-obsessed and like so much of what i write about is my own stuff that it's like i could use some inspiration to start I wonder if writing we should about just other things do the whole podcast with like a like some kind of soundtrack like floating in the background music bed yeah who knows we're experimenting we're at the comics table, just trying stuff out. Well, here's a fun fact. So, Always Sunny, like, when they started off the show, it was, uh, they had to do it, like, really low budget. So, um, they, uh, they, they did, like, low, low budget sets and stuff like that, and they did, uh, all royalty-free music. This is, uh, Heinz Kissling, Keisling? I don't know how you I, pronounce it. I this know that German. composer because, uh, uh, I just cut my reel recently, and... Somebody was like, oh, I really, because I had all this, like, I think, like, hip-hop instrumentals in the background. 
And my lady was like, you should do more like stuff that's similar to Always Sunny. And I went down a rabbit hole. That guy's got a ton of really cool sounding. Yeah. Like old 50s, like jazz. I don't know. Is that jazzy? No, that's no, like. No, it's uh, like. It's like lounge. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like uh, it's it's like music, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like ball, a, it's like ballroom music. Yeah, but some of his stuff is real hopping. It, there's got some swing to it sometimes. That was nice. That was a nice interlude. <laughs> Welcome to the second half of the comics table. So here's what we got to do. I think we got to justify. Doing a doing a podcast talking about comedy. I mean, I think we should talk about other things. We talked about politics a little bit, and I think not con- really well. Though. I know, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> the conclusion we came to is well, I don't know about politics. <laughs> should we po- talk about politics? Yeah. Well, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even going to vote. <laughs> oh yeah, you're not going to vote. So you have to vote though, because here's the thing. Uh, I am a very compassionate person, and I am aware that uh, I, that I have a certain privilege in in the world, mm-hmm. uh, just based on birth stuff. Uh, on birth stuff, yeah. So, I I do want to vote. I, I'm going to vote Hillary, and I'm going to vote Democratic because I am afraid. Well, I'm done listening to this uh, podcast right now. I am afraid of what kind of of uh, policies could come out of a Trump presidency. You know. Uh, I I agree. I mean, if I had to, if I had to choose, you know, ultimately, uh, unfortunately, I just I kind of feel like the whole thing's rigged. Yeah. I f- you know what I, I I'm really at the end of the day, like I'm, you know, and this is probably getting a little too serious, but like I'm I'm completely frustrated and angry about um, where things are in this government and where things are in terms of. Uh, how everything is run and and how basically it's like we have the privileged elite getting richer and richer yeah and it's not even um you know and i think i on the plus side i think that the world's or especially the united states is moving in a direction and granted this is coming from somebody that lives in new york city so maybe in the middle of the country or or somewhere else it might not be the same way but i feel like the country's moving in a direction where um you know gender and ethnicity and all these other kind of factors that were divided us are becoming less of a thing. But I think the, the new thing is, is, you know, income, wealth, inequality, inequality. wealth, inequality, where you just have this like super upper class and then you have everybody else. And, um, you know, I, uh, and, and I just like, it seems like to me, like the system's rigged. You know, like of course it's Hillary. Un, it's totally unfair. Of, ho- of course Hillary's going to be the Democratic nominee, and you know, although that then that said, like I'm I am amazed that that Trump's made it all the way. Yeah, like that is. Ins- I think that can only just be from people being so frustrated with the other options. Yeah, well, and also like there's so many different disenfranchised people. When you do have a, a mega elite wealthy class. That means there's, you know, when there is a 1%, that means there's a 99% who feel disenfranchised. And uh, even if, you know, 30% of that 99% are people attracted to someone like Trump, it it gets him, him a lot of momentum. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, I think uh, I think the only way that we can really, um, like, offset, like, all of the uh, conversation about politics is to just kind of like lighten it up with more with more fun fun things here we go um 
We'll just like like a sh- like do like a shock jock. There we go. Where'd you get that fart? What's the name of that YouTube video? Ten minutes of random funny fart sounds. All right, let's let's try to have a really dry conversation on top of these funny fart sounds. Um, how do you feel about um, you know, the economy in general? Like, what's your well? In the United States of America, it's really hard to get out of the trap of living from paycheck to paycheck. You know, mm. <laughs> it's really hard to not break during uh, those sounds. These aren't even good fart sounds either. Yeah, they sound very artificial. <laughs> I think they are. They uh, sound like they were made with a synthesized trumpet sound on a keyboard. Right. Or or just or some, just somebody's hands. Like, they, or they have like a balloon that they're just letting gas out of the yeah. balloon at like various yeah. intervals. That's very that's very much a balloon right there. Somebody compiled these cuz they're not they're very different sounding farts. So I think somebody compiled as many fart sound effects as they could and then uploaded it to YouTube. Like there was some editing involved with this. I think we've achieved the dry conversation by talking about the fart sounds while we're playing them. Really, <laughs> right. right? What do you think of the production value of? Uh... Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, what's what's some dirt we can get into? Any good dirt? Good dirt. I mean, you, oh, yeah. No, you go. No, first. no, no. Go ahead. You yeah, go. Yeah. No, yeah. You go because I'm going to end up coming back to comedy, and oh, like, that's fine. Do we really want to talk more comedy? We're at the comics table, man. Yeah. Well, you know happen. what I've been thinking a lot about is. Um, so so you and I we host these open mics for for an organization that has there's there's rules and procedure, procedures right. uh and and like a, it's a system you know uh and uh it makes up a very small part of the New York City comedy scene right um and uh you know not every open mic is is run with as many rules uh but we just have these guidelines so that people pay attention to each other when they're on stage yeah. uh and I catch myself uh, when I'm at other mics that aren't run like the way we run them, I catch myself having a hard time because I can't I can't let go of how I would be doing things if I were emceeing. That's that probably open good. Mic. I think I think you want to have a hard time, uh, right? I think one of the problems with these kinds of mics is that you get so comfortable with the kind of the way that they're run and having control over them and. Like I, I tend to only like nowadays, and it's out of pure laziness. I end up going to just mics that I'm hosting. Yeah. So I know that I'm going to get up there. I'm going to do my spot. I know I'm going to have time. You know, like like a couple, you know, thirty seconds or whatever between each comic. Yeah. Um, and you know, probably less than thirty seconds, but something like that. And it's just like I have, uh, you know, control. You know, yeah. I can we can talk about whatever, and um, but um. I think it's healthy to go to a mic where you have no control and you just got to like tough it out like everybody else. And you don't know when you're going up. And, uh, I, I was at a mic the other night where you literally didn't know when you were going up until the MC said your name. And I have rituals before I go on stage. Like I, I, I set up my audio recorder in my front pocket yeah. at a certain time. I set up my phone to record video at a certain time. I check my phone's memory to make sure I have enough space on it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have a little stand for my phone, and I set that up just so. And uh, it I've really, seen you. I've seen your routine. It really shook me when this guy started running this mic and was just, you know, all right. Next is uh, Patrick. Yeah, come on up. 
and it's like, oh, really? <laughs> you know? But I I got to remember these are just open mics, and it's like that's it doesn't have to be packaged to be like a real show every time. Uh, but yeah, I guess I brought it up. I was curious. Oh, to, maybe we could have a fun conversation just about pet peeves in comedy in general. Pet peeves or like uh, things that it took you a long time to get used to. All right, that's or. I don't know some some kind of fun way. So I I, I uh, well one thing that was brought up and this was like a little controversial at one of our mics was that um, this guy came up and you know I'm hosting and he's like I want you to read this minute minute and a half dialogue that I wrote before I come up like I want you to introduce me with this thing and I just would not do it. <laughs> and, That's um, interesting. And um, you were there for that, weren't you? No. Okay. Um, Oh, maybe you weren't. Yeah. So this, this comic, it was at our mic and maybe somebody else was kind of hosting for you that day, but this comic came up and he was just like, I want you to read this minute and a half thing. And I'm like, no, I want you to, you do your own comedy. Yeah. That's your comedy. Cause the thing is, it was this whole, it's one thing if somebody's like, I want you to bring me up as like having done just for laughs and blah, blah. It's one thing to introduce, introduce somebody and if yeah. somebody wants credits, that's fine. But if you're literally having me read something that you wrote, that's like over a minute that has jokes in it. Like I'm not going to use my voice to to do your material. That's not, that is super lame. But I probably would have done it out of a of course wanting you're, to you're, win that person over, right? And b for the extra stage time. Um, for me, I that's not what my for me that's not what the stage time is about. If right, I'm not doing right. my material, yeah, then, then it's, it's a not waste real time. stage time. Uh, what what was it funny? No, it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm so glad that I didn't do it. I stuck yeah. by it. Well, that okay. So that falls into the category of something that is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, I'll never forget going to my first open mic at Karma Lounge. It was the Sunday seven o'clock that Jay Welch hosts. Jay Welch is hilarious. He's been around a long time. He hosts a few open mics. I really respect him and his art. I didn't know the guy and. This was probably my, I don't know, 15th open mic ever. Uh, and in this last stab at doing comedy, it was one of my earliest ones. Um, and I remember him, I remember coming in and he was he, he was standing at the spot with the bucket and the torn off pieces of paper. And uh, God, what did, what, how did it happen? What, whatever it was, was I said, are you full? He said, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, so do I just write my name? He said, yes. And I couldn't see, oh, I think it was, I couldn't see the paper and he used his phone. God, what was it? What happened? <laughs> Something happened to the point where basically there was a, there was a snag in me signing in and we, he, he did something to like uh Jerry rig, my name getting in the bucket. And I made some lame joke. I was like, wow, that was a real MacGyver move. Or I was like, oh, that was like a sad MacGyver. I remember making a joke like that. Right. And I remember him responding with a f- a funnier joke and also in the tone that said, "Please don't fuck with me right now. I'm just trying to get this mic started." Yeah. Uh he didn't come out and say that, but I I understood it right away. Uh basically, I guess the guy that asked you to read the thing and the way I treated him at that op- Jay Welch at that open mic, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. It's Actually, like we fucking work so hard. Yeah. And it's like, all we want to do is put on a good show. The last thing I want is some comic to come be a pain in the ass. Which comics are, that's what they do by nature. Is right. Are pain in the asses. I also think, here's the other thing you, you brought up, like like the, the larger issue, which is like comedy and all this stuff is supposed to be fun. Yeah. 
like and and this is any kind of comedy if you're doing stand up if you're doing improv um or if you're doing sketch whatever it's supposed to be a f- something that's fun and enjoyable i mean that's that's how what you do is good yeah like and the problem is when you're producing a show or when you're doing some of this other stuff and it becomes not fun there's headaches yeah then that but but then it's like it you know then it's like What's the point of doing it? Totally. And it's because it's not good. Yeah. So I I just, I've been thinking about these pet peeves and I'm like, does somebody need to write like a handbook of how to, how to be at an open mic? You know, like, like one thing that came up. So the, the mics we host, there's always two hosts, right? There's, yeah. there's the first half host and the second half host. It's become a huge pet peeve for me when people, of course, comics can't just stay the whole time. I know like not every comic can do that. We of course appreciate it and we encourage it. Uh but I have a funny pet peeve of when somebody says good night and they leave right before the second host starts. It's like why not just stay for 10 more minutes and at least watch that second host? You know, they 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 put a lot of effort into making this room good. Well, what about like when uh, when you got one more, two more comics to go, and somebody leaves yeah, at that the, point? It's like just just stick around for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah, can't do it. There, can't do it. Can't do it. I, yeah, and I I mean, of course, there are t- like I I had I was that guy the other night. I stayed for this mic at the Metropolitan Room for eighty five percent of it, but I just had to leave at a certain point, and I felt bad leaving. Uh, but yeah, if I got, if I don't really have anywhere to be, it's like I can invest the time. There was some, there was some Facebook conversation going on. I was reading, and somebody was set made a good point that I think makes a lot of sense. There's this weird pressure in the community to like get up like four or five times a night. You know, you got to be getting up four times, and that to me means you just can't possibly be a part of a community. Like you're not get, you're just taking at that point it's like okay i'm gonna come do my spot and then leave right away to get to my next spot and it's like i don't know that just doesn't sound cool to me yeah but i understand it. people got to hustle in this uh they got to hustle in comedy i think i think you should do four spots a night if you've been booked on conan and you have to get every syllable perfect maybe i well that's the other thing too like so with, with comedy like there's there's no advice that's necessarily correct or incorrect because like you have these comedians that like you might get advice from somebody like Jerry Seinfeld, but Jerry Seinfeld has been doing comedy for like decades and it was really different when he got started and yeah. advice that he would give you about how to get started is not really necessarily going to be applicable to what happens today. Totally. Any more than, you know, a comic that got started 10 years ago would be able to, to do that. I mean, they could give you general advice about comedy, about being funny, about all that kind of stuff. But you know, like some of it applies and some of it doesn't, and and everybody's experience is entirely different. Everybody's point of entry is entirely different, and um, yeah, it's just that's kind of the nature of the beast, I think. Yeah, you know, I love that I've got this cat that is just going crazy right he now. He or she is adorable. She she it's a she, and her name is Mouse, and she is. You named a cat Mouse. I named a cat Mouse. Are you? Is that like a stoner move? <laughs> no, it's just like she. When we got her, she was like. Uh, just tiny. so tiny she could fit underneath. She would like cuddle underneath between my chin and my neck. She was like that small that she could just fit in and there. And what's the black and white cat's name? Um, Plushy. Plushy? Um, it actually started off Millie Vanilli. That's a good name. It's a good one. But the fact of the matter is she is just the plushiest cat of all time. So Like texture-wise. Yeah. And you just look at her and you just want to like 
grab her. And she's so skittish. She doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, so. Lady? No, Lady's gone. Lady is the cat that passed away. Lady's the cat that passed away that I... I just just called Mouse Lady. Done jokes about that have been sad. Those are good jokes, though. I like those jokes. It's personal. It's personal and deep. See, I see it as more absurdist because... The way you you go the way, about it. Well, yeah, because that's the actual only way to deliver it in a funny way. Uh, Mouse is just like eating all sorts of stuff off the floor. I know. I don't know what she's eating. And now she's on the hunt for I something. Think she thinks she sees things that aren't there. Oh, no, she got something. Uh, I'm going to check in on time. We got about three minutes left, I think. Three? Yeah. Let's talk about what we want to do. We haven't even gotten started. I know. Well, that's the point of We're having just, multiple this is, podcasts. This is the this is the intro part still, isn't it? it? Yeah. Uh not if you not if it's somebody that's at, not not for your brother if he's actually listening cuz yeah. like this has been an eternity of a podcast, yeah. dear lord. Well, he's got that discerning dick. He does. We got to we got to work out what we're doing with this thing. We got to figure it out. Well, I mean, I think this is like bring a fun in, start. We we're going to bring, bring in, in friends we we're like. We're going to have third. We're going to have guests. I think from this point on We'll, we'll have guests, but we, we need to we need to establish ourselves. Uh, establish ourselves. I I have said this to you in private conversation. I'm okay. I think I think this kind of thing, it's 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 not about quality over quantity. It's just getting them out and not overthinking it. Yeah, you're right. You know, you you're so right. Because I've recorded. Uh, did I record once or twice with you? Um, before this. Like, I, think, I don't think you should even listen to this. I think you should just put this up. Yeah. All right. Just mix the beginning because there's, well, mix the beginning and the fart area. Anytime you had tracks playing, you got to sort of mix it probably. I don't know. Maybe you put some some uh, normalized filters on these channels and not even mix it. I don't know what you do. I don't know. We should have some intro music maybe. Uh, you what, know, Wasn't that intro music? In yeah, there? but like, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know if you have to do that radio thing where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that just came out of Tristan's the face. Comic stable. That's really good, man. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, all right, man, let's, let's, let's outro this bad boy. Um, I, I, I've had fun talking to you today. Me too. We're going to do this again, right? Yeah. And, uh, thank you. We should set a time and a day we where should. we do where we just this is what we do at that time. I think so. Um and um yeah. It's, it's going to be good, man. Yeah. It's gonna be good times. Thank you for the ghosts that are listening and Patrick's brother. Keep that dick discerning, bro. Yeah, man. Um I've been uh I've been in still am Tristan Smith and I'm Patrick Holbert and uh We'll catch you again. Yeah, thanks for joining us at the comics table. Now get the heck out of here. All right. Bye.